parsha, parsha's bow, at the end of the parsha, the Torah tells us about the mitzvah of tefillin. In addition, two of the four parshios, two of the four paragraphs which are placed in the tefillin, in the context of the mitzvah of tefillin, are also in this week's parsha. And those two paragraphs are the par- paragraphs of Kaddish and Vahaya Kiviacha, which contain multiple things, but the focus is on Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the exodus of Egypt, and those are placed in the Tefillin as the Ramban discusses at the end of this week's parasha because the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the exodus of Egypt, contains many fundamentals of our belief, our Muna and Bitochen and Hashem, and therefore we place them in our Tefillin to place them in our mind and our hearts as the Tefillin are next to our heart and next to our mind, the Tefillin Shayah, the Tefillin Sharosh, and that's why these parashas are placed inside of the Tefillin. And the last two parashas of the Tefillin are Shema and Vahafta, the Shema in the first paragraph, and Vahayim Shemora, the second paragraph of the Shema, are also contained inside of the Tefillin. The Gemara Menachos, Daflam Dalid, there's a Machlokas, Rashi and Tosfos, Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam, and the Ram as well agrees with Rashi, in regards to the placement of these four paragraphs. So let's discuss the Tefillin Sharosh, the head Tefillin. In the head Tefillin, there's four compartments. So if we're facing the Tefillin, according to Rashi, and Rabbeinu Tam agrees with this as well, that the first compartment, all the way to the right, you would place Kaddish. The second compartment, you would place Vahayi Kiviacha, which are the first two parashios, in the order that the Torah is written, those are the first two paragraphs. And then in the third compartment, Rashi says, just like in the order of the Torah, we have Shema Vahafta. So you have Shema Vahafta. Rabbeinu Tam, however, says you have Vahayim Shema. And Rashi says in the fourth compartment you have Vahayim Shema, and Rabbeinu Tam says you have Shema Vahafta. So that's some dispute between Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam. But even though Rabbeinu Tam says you have the parsha and the placement of the parsha. So you have a Hayim Shemoah first. Nonetheless, he agrees that you have to write, when you're writing the parsha, so when you're writing the paragraphs, you have to write it in the order that it is written in the Torah, and therefore you would write Shema Vahafta before you write Hayim Shemoah. And similarly, in the Tillin Shoyad, the Tillin which are placed on the arm, in which there's not four compartments, it's rather one compartment, and there's one piece of parchment which is written you actually write the fourth paragraph before the third paragraph. In other words, you write Shema Vahafta all the way at the bottom, and you leave a blank spot at the third pa- where the placement of the third paragraph will go. And then after writing the fourth paragraph, you go back and you write the third paragraph, because he says when you're writing, you have to write it in the way it's written in the Torah. But in the placement of the parashas, the placement of the paragraphs, you have the Vahayim Shema, which is written later in the Torah, placed before the... Shema and Vahafta. So that is Machlukis Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam. The Shulchan Aruch and Simon Lamedalid paskins that the Iker Minaka Olam, the custom in the world, is like Rashi in the Rambam. But he continues, the Yari Shemaim, Sonas, Peer of Heaven, will don both pairs of tefillin. He discusses possibly wearing them at the same time, and he discusses how what intentions we should have, that we have intention to fulfill whichever one is right, in order that one doesn't seem as if he's adding on to the mitzvah. Or you wear one, or you wear one, and then after that, you put on the second one. But he writes, only someone who is muhsik and muforsim someone who is known to be pious, should do this. Otherwise, it looks haughty if someone's 
advertising the fact that they are so scrupulous in their mitzvah performance that even though the primary psak, the halachic decision, decision is in line with Rashi and the Rambam, it would seem that if he's not known to be someone who is, it's fitting that he is someone who is what we would call medactic, scrupulous about his performance of mitzvahs, he, doesn't, he shouldn't be showing off how scrupulous he is. And therefore, the Shulchan Aruch says, unless someone who is known to be on that madriga, known to be on that level, they shouldn't do this. However, some of the commentaries speak out over here, but if it's in a place where everyone is accustomed to doing this, then it wouldn't look haughty if one would also want to don the two pairs of tefillin. In the Kuntras Atar Yoshna from Yaakov Hillel Shlita, he quotes that based on the Arizal and other Kabbalistic literature, the Kubalim learn a little bit differently than the Shulchan Aruch, that it's not that the primary halach decision is like Rashi, and it's just a chumrah stringency to fulfill the opinion of Beinu Tam. They see it as that both are really true, and ideally one should be performing, performing both. And they don't view it that someone needs to be known for his piety in order that it shouldn't look haughty that he's trying to fulfill both opinions. And they view rather that this is the Iker Hadin, this is the primary halacha, that one should try to fulfill both opinions. And therefore, based on this Kabbalistic literature and other sources, many Hasidic communities and the Chabad, their custom is to don both pairs of tefillin, both Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam. However, in the Maise Rav, in the, excuse me, the Kasser Rosh, Simeon Gimel, which is the Anhagas, the, uh, the Vilna, the Vilna Gon, the, the Gra. His custom was to only wear the tilin of Rashi, and this is despite him being known for his knowledge in Kabbalah as well. And his student of Chaim of Elijah asked him why he doesn't wear the tilin of Benutam. And he says, being that he would wear the tilin all day long, he said that being that shita, the shita of Rashi, the opinion of Rashi, is the primary shita, therefore he doesn't want to miss one second of fulfilling the primary opinion of Rashi. But then Rav Chaim Rav asked him, he says, if I don't wear my tefillin all day long, so maybe after I'm done wearing the Rashi tefillin, however long I do, so maybe I should wear the Rabbeinu Tam tefillin. To which the Gra, the Vilnagon, responded back to him, he said, if you try to fulfill every opinion out there, you would have to have 24 pairs of tefillin. Because there's, in, every, in different details of the tefillin, there's various different opinions. And we don't necessarily try to fill every opinion out there. He said, once you're trying to fill a bit of time, you may as well have 24 pairs of tefillin to get every possible opinion in there. And that's why, in addition to the reason of the Shulchan Aruch, that the Shulchan Aruch is saying the primary Halach decision is in accordance with Rashi, and unless someone's on that, that madriga on that level, that they are extremely scrupulous. In addition, in addition to that, the, the minig of the Gra and those that follow in his tradition, in his Messiah, do not necessarily wear the tefillin of, of Rabbeinu Tam, and that is the custom amongst many, amongst many Lithuanian Jews to follow the custom of the Vilna Gon of the, of the Gra. Just to end off, there's an interesting Chuva Nigris Maisha to the Babacha Rebbe. That the previous Babacha Rebbe, Rebbe, Rebbe Nachemendel Schneerson, asks your Maisha the following. 
excuse me, actually, it's not clear exactly what he asked him, but he was asking about the Tillin Rabbein Tam. And Ramosha responded to him. He said that when he was in Luban in Russia, he would wear the Tillin Rabbein Tam Bli Nether without a nether. And he didn't want to make it a binding custom. But he said when he reached America, he wasn't able to uh, attain a proper pair of Tillin Rabbein Tam. And he explains that being that it's just a chumrah, it's just a stringency. And therefore he said, when it comes to something which is the primary halacha, we try to fulfill it with whatever we have. But he said, with something with the stringency, uh, which is just a stringency, Ramesha felt that he should only do if he's able to do it properly. But he tells the rabbi, if you know of a cipher, if you know of the scribe who will be able to help me uh, attain a proper pair of tefillin, of Rabbeinu Tam, who knows how to write them, then I'd be very happy to have it. So it seems that Ramesha, maybe who's going more in line with the Shulchan Aruch than the than the than the Gra, that the Gra seemingly was was did not uh, did not encourage wearing the Tefillin Rabbeinu Tam. Ramesha may went with the Shulchan Aruch that says uh, someone who fears heaven, the Yerushalayim, should fulfill it. But he felt it's only worthwhile if he'd be able to fulfill it properly. And by Ramesha, who is known to be a great person, I guess he wasn't concerned with uh, this tremendous person who is certainly known to be scrupulous in his performance of mitzvahs, no one will look at him as that he's trying to be haughty, especially being that he was known to be an extremely humble man, despite his known greatness. So therefore, no one will look at him as someone who's trying to show off his frumkite, his religiosity, and therefore it seemed that he would, would try to wear the tefillin of Benutan.